Welcome to Autism Weekly, the podcast that discusses autism news, current events, and inclusion. Each week, we welcome a guest to the program to share their unique perspective and expertise as it relates to the fascinating world of autism. I'm your host, Jeff Skibitsky. I'm the founder and president of ABS Kids. I've been in the field of autism and applied behavior analysis as a clinician and advocate for nearly two decades. Making friends and building meaningful relationships is an important skill for both neurotypical and neurodivergent children. So how can parents and clinicians help? One way is to provide opportunities to be around other kiddos around the same age with similar interests. Today, we're excited to talk with Emily Bruce about Playdates. Emily is a board-certified behavior analyst and founder of the app Peer Connect. She offers firsthand insight onto how beneficial social interactions are to children with developmental delays like autism. She worked to develop Peer Connect for parents and therapists to facilitate playdates based on the child's age, diagnosis, gender, and location. Emily, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jeff. I truly um, am honored to be here today. I appreciate you inviting me. It is my pleasure. And I, one thing that I'd love to be able to kind of point out is I wish this product existed just a few years ago. My family has gone through several moves and having a tool like this just sounds ideal for any family that's looking to be able to build community. But maybe you can give us a little background. What, what's the origin? How did you come up with Peer Connect? Well, um, so I'm a mom and I have two teenagers, two older teenagers, um, and I kind of came into the field of ABA later in life. So my, my children were in elementary school, early middle school, went to graduate school, um, got my, my, psych, my master's in psychology and then kept going further um, to sit for the BCBA exam. So I took all of my ABA classes and um you know worked as an rbt which is a registered behavior technician under um, bcbas in therapy practices and you know as i started my experience hours as an rbt and then eventually a bcba i just kept coming up with this common question from parents hey can you connect me with um, somebody else for a play date for my child can you connect with some of your colleagues? Do you have any friends who have children who are my child's age so that we could work on play skills and social skills? This was a common question, a common theme with every family that I worked with in the different therapy practices where I worked. And then when I started my own small therapy practice and the answer was always like, hey, I'm going to try or no, I don't know anybody that's your child's age. And I would try to get connected with my colleagues. And we the only way we could do that, even if we were working in a clinic, um, because sometimes therapists weren't there, they weren't on site, they might be doing support somewhere else in the community or in a school. So it was always via text or via email. And so I might have a five-year-old um, on Tuesday that I'm working with in a certain area of town, but they don't work with their five-year-old until Thursday and they're on the other side of town. So it was just like, you know, using ABA talk, it was you know, my my behavior was put on extinction and so are all of my colleagues behavior being put on extinction because it's never reinforced. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to get connected, but it never happens. So we're never getting any kind of reinforcement. So we just kind of give up and then we go through our days doing, you know, our discrete trial training. We're working, doing that one to one therapy 
And um, we're just kind of doing the same thing, going through the motions every day, doing the same thing with our kids instead of trying to find those play dates and instead of trying to find opportunities to build those social skills. So common theme, I was like, it would be so wonderful if there was an application or some kind of program out there that would do this. So I had the idea for years, but when I started my own therapy practice, I was hired by a local school district to work with a kiddo who happened to be the same age as my son, who at the time you know, he was a he was an early uh, teenager at that time. So, you know, several years had gone by and um, started my own therapy practice. And this school district wanted me to help this kiddo with his social skills. So we, we were only going to work um, for a few sessions during the summer. But I was like, OK, let's go to some community places. So one day I had to pick my son up from uh, band camp and logistically I could not get him back home. So I was like, listen, buddy, you got to go with me to this uh, community outing and you can play your switch. We were going to a community center. So I was like, you can play your switch or sit by the pool, whatever you wanna do while I'm working with my client. So I get to this community center and my client's mom knew that my son was with me and my son is typically developing. So he doesn't have any diagnoses, but when he was younger, um, when he was in elementary school, he did have some anxiety and he really had a hard time finding friends and making friends. So a lot of times he would eat lunch alone or he would go on play dates. So I kind of knew what these parents were going through. You know, it's really hard to watch your child, you know, be experience loneliness or isolation or anxiety. Mm -hmm. So we're at this community center and um, my client's mom says, hey, can your son join us? I was like, yes, thank you. I'm so happy you asked that question because that's really what I wanted. So we go in this little room. I set them up. There's this big screen TV. They're playing Super Mario Brothers. My son was awesome. He was prompting. He was like, you know, push this button. Don't let these guys kill you. Don't fall off the cliff, all that fun stuff. And my client had a lot of social skills deficits. And so, you know, he was listening, but he wasn't really engaging with my son. So I would prompt them and just kind of help out a little bit. So my um, my client's mom leaned over to me while we're watching these boys. And she said, this is the first time he's ever had a play date ever. Oh, and wow. Young teenage male. And she said, I've tried through Facebook meetup. I've tried through church and I've tried through school and I've never been able to get him connected. And it was in that moment, I'm watching these two boys, same age. You know, my son had been through something similar when he was younger. And because of, you know, educating myself with a, a master's in psychology and then all of the ABA behavior analysis that I learned, I was able to help him overcome um, some of those, you know, th those symptoms associated with anxiety. He's got a wonderful friend group. Um, and I was like, you know what? Every child deserves that. So I want every child to be able to find a friend group, find a friend, socialize. And so I was like, okay, I've had this idea for this application. Nobody else is going to make it. So I contacted one of my very good friends who uh, happened to be working on his PhD in software engineering. And um, I was like, do you think that we can meet and I can tell you about an app that I have an idea for and maybe you can develop it? So we got together. I shared the idea with him and he was like, yeah, let's do this. Um, and so that was three years ago. It took us three years to get to a place where we were um, final because we we started, we were going to be web and app based and then we went to app based only. We, over the years, we added some features like um, it's a place where businesses that host sensory friendly events or inclusive events can post their events. Um, and also disability organizations. So there's a lot of disability organizations or even therapy practices that host events. 
so they can post their events on the application and so families can find um, inclusive events for them to engage with the community near them. So that was something we added. And then of course COVID hit. So we added the virtual play date option. So it's not only in person, but you can search or post, um, search for or post a, an in-person or virtual play date. So it kind of evolved, um, even adding a feature for parents to post like a birthday party or a holiday party or a karaoke party or whatever kind of party they want, where they can say, I want four people to attend or I want 20 people to attend. Um, so it just it takes a long time to build technology. I thought it would take like a few months, but I was wrong. <laughs> so yeah. my, my partner always would get frustrated with me. He's like, Emily, this is going to take time. But yeah, <laughs> so it's this it's huge endeavor. But, you know, it was just a labor of love for both of us. For me, because of my clients, you know, I always brought that mom energy. I want them to have the same opportunities and experiences that my own children had. And so that's where it came from. It, it sounds like there's so much passion there. And I mean, I just unpacking that that response of, of how you gave back your time and your ideas to be able to create this project. But I mean, I'm hearing that there's the value immediately in being able to generalize these skills is that therapy isn't a bubble. It's not about working with a therapist. It's about working with the community, finding peers, engaging, generalizing these skills. I hear about community connection and that's lost. I mean, I just, as you go through it, I feel the emotional toll of a family of how do I find a friend for my child and feeling that you're lost and like you're not able to commit or give them what they need. It's, it's, I, it's, it's emotional and I can hear that. And I love the fact that you went out to build a tool. Now, how, how do parents figure out, you know, what is the right peer for my, my child? Do I want to find somebody who's similar to them in diagnosis? Do I want to find somebody who has different skill sets, like what your son offered to that child? Is that all part of the selection and, and kind of working through these peer interactions of, you know what, I'd love to have somebody come and hang out with my child who could be that model versus mm -hmm. I want somebody who can interact with them directly on their level. Do you get to choose? You can choose. So um, something that we, you know, we've we've been working on our brand, right? And and what we want to represent, what our mission is. And so something I really want to do, we, we originally, this was created for um, parents and therapists or caretakers of children with special needs. But any parent of any child can use Peer Connect. They do not have to have any kind of diagnosis. So what we're doing as, um, you know, the, the developers of this application is we're trying to model what being inclusive looks like. This is our community. You know, this is a special needs or autism community, and we're inviting you in. So we would love to have those parents of the typically developing uh, peers use the application because they're wonderful peer models, just like my son was that day. But also, um, it's it's okay to have that peer-to-peer -peer interaction, even if they do at, are, are at the same level. If there are two similar diagnoses, so a parent can, you know, there's filters on the application, um, so they can search by diagnosis, they can search by gender, they can search by age, and they can search by location. Um, and they can post a play date and say, you know, I'm looking for a male with this diagnosis, you know, so so parents can pick and choose, but they can also just search for a period, uh, a play date near them. And then the play dates will show up and they can say, you know what, this is a, somebody who doesn't have a similar diagnosis. They're a, 
they're close in age. They might be a different gender. It doesn't matter. They're working. You know, these are their skills, deficits, likes and dislikes. They're different from my child, but that's OK. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just getting it's making those connections because you never know what's actually going to work out. And and if these kids are going to be compatible, even if they have a similar diagnosis or no diagnosis, um, you just never know. So it, it does. There, there are a lot of options for parents when they're when they're looking to find a play date. Um, yeah. And thing you said just a minute ago about um, play dates and developing those skills. As a therapist, what we're doing with one-to-one -one therapy, we cannot always recreate what happens during a play date or during recess or during a birthday party, right? So we can have that one-to-one -one therapy. The child, we're going to have what's called stimulus control over the child, right? They know, okay, here's my therapist. I know what Miss Emily's expecting from me. I know how she's going to reinforce me. I know what I can earn. I know all that stuff. I know what we're going to work on. But the, the beauty is you're talking about generalizing. We can actually generalize what we've learned in that one-to-one -one therapy to another environment, to those play dates, to recess, to the birthday parties, to the family get togethers, if we actually have opportunities to go and engage in those environments. Mm -hmm. And that's what I feel like Peer Connect is going to do for therapists and for parents. I would also imagine is that the flip side is true for the therapist, is that if they do attend some of these play dates, they're able to identify some gaps, some areas to be able to enhance for that child so they can contribute more to that environment that they wanna be a part of or that play date or that friendship that they're trying to build. But I mean, we talked about selection and and you know how, how to go about and that the app gives that option. But I guess I, I jumped the gun a little bit, but because maybe it's good to talk about from your perspective as, a, as an expert in these peer relationships, what are the benefits that the child's going to be achieving by having this community access, by being around other peers? What is it that they are going to gain from that? So we, we use social skills to positively and effectively interact with one another, which helps us to develop those relationships, right, with other people, such as a friendship. So without that functional social skills um, development, individuals may experience peer rejection, social isolation, anxiety, which can lead to, for children, um, maybe academic deficits or more interfering behavior. We might observe that, right? Um, and then as they grow older into adolescence and their teenage years, and then even into adulthood, it might cause a lot of issues as they grow up. So we know that children with autism and special needs may experience these adverse outcomes due to those impairments in their social interactions because they do have a difficult time with uh, cooperative play or imaginary play or you know social cues and even communication. So with play dates, we can assess them just like you mentioned a moment ago because how do we know what we need to work on unless we can assess them and we can't assess them when it's that one-to-one -one interaction with just their therapist or their sibling or their parent we actually need a peer to be able to assess them and then we can say okay these are the skills that we really need to work on and then we can target those skills and then we can we have our foundation and then we can start building on those skills um so we, we can promote those those play skills and those friendships and develop those friendships, um, which in turn we're hoping will reduce the isolation and the anxiety and improve overall skills, quality of life, help with that independence so that they, as they grow, they can be more independent, right? They can build those long lasting relationships. 
that might go with them throughout a lifetime. Maybe that independence to find a job, to, to, to find partners, right? Um, those are all the things that as parents we hope for for our children, but that's those are the benefits of having that peer-to-peer -peer interaction time and time again. So we can assess, we can promote, they can develop the skills and you know it, it will improve hopefully it will improve everybody's quality of life yeah i couldn't i couldn't agree with you more emily i mean you you learn all these skills and that you're building all this through therapy all these uh, just splinter skills these skills that help you build upon one another the foundation blocks i guess is the way to look at it with the goal of creating a social behavior around it so how do i use it how do i get out there and try these skills in that environment mm -hmm. and every family I've spoken with, that's their primary goal. So the fact that there is this gap of how do I even get into that environment? How do I find a friend? How do I find a peer? That now becomes the biggest issue. So when you're looking at being able to match these kids up, I mean, I, as a parent, I mean, we live in a world right now where safety is a concern. This is something that we're, we're worried about. We need to make sure that we're entering into a play date in a safe situation with a safe environment, with safe people. How does Peer Connect, how, how do you enable that? How do you make sure that you're matching people up appropriately? So um, that was that was a huge concern for me. Um, I wanted to make sure that all of the families that use Peer Connect, all the therapists, anybody who was a subscriber would be safe. So what we did was we embedded um, an API, which basically is just communicating with another database, ID verification. So if you've ever deposited a check from your phone, or if you've ever had to have your ID verified using your driver's license, it's the same technology. And so basically, our application is communicating with Accuant Go's uh, technology. So Accuant Go used to be Identity Mind, and you know they they created that software where, you know, you can deposit checks, they verify everything, and so we collect the information, we send it to Accuant Go. They are using it's called eDNA technology, and I think on our website there's a link to Accuant so people can find out more about it. But it's it's occurring in real time, and so what they're doing is they're looking at you know. Is this person on the dark web? Do they have a throwaway email address? Do they have multiple aliases? Who are their known um, who who are their known connections? It's it's really kind of doing a deep dive to make sure that there are no nefarious characters that are going to use the application, and that includes not just our single users like our parents, our caretakers, our solo practitioners, maybe a nanny or a grandparent but also businesses. So if a therapy practice wants to use Peer Connect, they have to go through ID verification. If a business wants to host um, you know, sensory friendly events or business hosted events, they have to go through it as well because we wanna make sure that it's a legitimate business, right? They're gonna host an event, they're not trying to bring anybody in. So that's one feature to help protect our families is the ID verification. So you know that the person that you're meeting with on the other side, they've been verified um, using Accuant Go. And then the other is we also embedded Google Places in the app. So, you know, for me as a mom, I wouldn't want to go to somebody's house that I don't know <laughs> for a play date, right? So I was like, how can we, what can we do to to solve this issue? So we used Google Places. So basically, uh, it, uh, it uses geolocation. So where you're located and it will come up with a list of suggested places. So libraries, parks, 
uh, play centers, you know, jump centers, anything that is affiliated with a child play center. And then it automatically, so you choose the one that you want um, and it automatically populates within the application once you choose the location. And so you know that you're meeting in a public space um, and that you don't have to go to somebody's house that you don't know. Um, and, and the suggestions are, are all basically um, family related, children related, play related. It, you know, it's not going to give you something that's that's not on that list, that's not related to having a play date in a safe space. That assurity is super important for all the families, I'm sure. So, I mean, you've walked us through this roadmap. We've we've found the who. We found out, okay, so we can pick and choose. We, we can build our community. We found out the where. Uh, we can connect with them. We can use the Google Places to be able to get there and find that safe spot. Uh, we just talked about the why. I kind of want to go a little bit deeper into the, the how. Um, okay, so we have our peers together and, and you're a clinician and you've been able to facilitate these play dates, but let's talk as parents now. Mm -hmm. So taken off the clinician hat, I used Peer Connect to get to the right peer set. How how do I do this now? Okay, I'm in, a, I'm in an environment and my child is wanting to play and now I got two kids, they're sitting there. I, what do you what advice do you give to parents to be able to facilitate this appropriately and move that interaction along? Well, so the first thing that I would do, um, we have a chat feature within the app. So once so if you OK, so it would be um, Emily B BCBA. I'm posting a play date. You can see my child profile and I can create as many children profiles as I need to. So if I have 15 people on my caseload, I can have 15 profiles. If I have if I'm the mother of two children, I can have two two children uh, profiles or two child profiles. And then um, you request to join my play date. I can look at your credentials too. Um, and I can look at your child's profile. And then what I would do is say, oh, okay, th they're, they're, they look pretty compatible. They have similar deficits and skills, likes and dislikes. They're around the same age, um, same gender, whatever it is, right? They're close enough that we can connect so I can accept or not accept. So if I once I accept your play date request, we are able to chat within the application. And so I can text you and I can say, listen, this is our first play date, whatever it is I want to say to you. And I can ask you questions like, hey, I really want to work on sharing or taking turns or my child loves Play-Doh. Do you mind if I bring Play-Doh and then we start to share Play-Doh, whatever it is. So we can start to chat and prepare for that play date. Um, there are other things that parents can do if this is their first time. There are social stories. They can have conversations with their child. They can model. They can practice before. Like so if they do want to work on sharing or taking turns, they can practice that before they go to this play date. But um, yeah, the, the chat feature was one that I was like, I really want these parents or therapists or whomever it is that's connecting. I really want them to be able to communicate so that they can prepare for this play date. And you know, like a therapist can say, we are working on this specifically. Uh, we are working on greeting. So when we get there, I'm going to wait five seconds for my client to say, hello, how are you? What's your name? And if they don't, I'm going to give them a, a prompt, right? And the, the parents can do the same thing. And that way the other person knows like, okay, I know why they're not saying anything for five seconds. They're just waiting for us to say something because this is actually a skill that they're working on. So I, I really thought that chatting was important before so that they can prepare whatever that means for them, whatever it is that they want to do to prepare, but but it allows um, just for that communication piece. 
Oh, what a wonderful idea. I mean, that peer-to-peer coaching piece, especially giving and empowering parents to have a voice through the process and to help share that key information that's going to make it successful for their kids. That's that's crucial. Um, but it also sounds like that first step to building community and that that ability to take that one relationship and start expanding and and building an entire village around your child. So as you're doing this and parents are meeting other parents, have you seen or do you have any stories about, you know, parents coming out of their shell, feeling more empowered, feeling like they have people around them finally? I could imagine that has such a positive mental health benefit for the family at large. Do you have any stories about how that's affected people? Well, so we just, uh, we did our beta launch and then just this month, month we're doing our nationwide launch. So we don't have um, users sharing any stories just yet because we're expanding, but I do have um, an experience that I want to share uh, just with one of the kiddos that I worked with. Um, I was working with somebody Monday through Friday, spending, you know, two hours a day with with a client and we were wanting to work on play skills and social skills. And so I was like, let's go to the library. And we went every Wednesday and mom went with us. Of course, mom had to go with us, um, but she was able to watch. I was able to model for her. She was able to get involved. And we just so happened to meet a friend there that for whatever reason, every Wednesday they were going. So they were one year younger than my client. My client was five. This kiddo was four. He was typically developing. And it was just like a perfect opportunity for us to engage in working on those social and play skills. And so um, in in the beginning, my client, he did not want to make eye contact. He didn't really share. We were, you know, not taking turns. But every Wednesday as we go and we would work on those skills, he just got more independent. I, I would just step back and me and mom were just in awe as this was unfolding. And so about two months into us playing with this peer and meeting this peer every Wednesday, we show up and our peer friend is not there. But there were some other children in the library. We were looking everywhere. We're like, where's our friend? And so my client independently walked up to these other children that were in the library. And he said, hi, what's your name? And I was like, I'm done. This is the best day. Such a breakthrough. (laughs) Awesome. Because two months prior, he wouldn't even engage with another child. But because we had that opportunity for eight weeks, you know, every Wednesday, and we were working on those skills and I was modeling and I was prompting and allowing him to be independent. And just it just the, the behavior and the skills emerged and it was wonderful. So I was like, let's go get ice cream. <laughs> I, think, I think that the, the reward that that child has now of being able to feel confidence of entering into social situations and the number of friends that he's going to have. I don't think there's ice cream in the world that's going to pay that same dividend. Right. And, <laughs> and the thing awesome. is, his mom was part of that whole process, too. So she was learning so much during, yeah. you know, during those interactions every day we were going in the community. And so that helped all of those skills generalized to when I wasn't around. So if she was going to a school event or another event somewhere, or even going to the grocery store, it was just perfect. So yeah, that is that is a wonderful story to hear. And I mean, it makes it makes me kind of want to push to say, all right, get, we need this app now. As I, you said that you went through beta testing. Is when is this app going to be accessible to everybody? Is it is it around the corner? Are we going to see it soon? No, no. So now uh, it is available to everybody. We are live on both um, the Google and the Apple stores. And so 
if you're a single user, like a parent, um, solo practitioner, nanny, grandparent, any kind of caretaker, you would go to the app stores and you would download it and subscribe. There is a free version. So if parents don't want to post play dates, but they want access to those business hosted events in their area, they can have access for free and they don't have to go through all of the ID verification. They can just have access to, you know, some some inclusive events in their area or training events in their area. But if they want to subscribe and and post play dates, search for play dates, you know, post birthday parties and Halloween, Halloween parties, holiday parties, whatever it is that they want to do. So they go through the ID verification and they subscribe and then businesses. So like a therapy practice or um, disability organization or those businesses like a movie theater or a play center, if they want to promote their inclusive events, they would subscribe through our web platform, which is just, they go to our website, uh, peerconnect.com, and that's K-N-E-C-T, not connect. So it's P-E-E-R-K-N-E-C-T.com. And then there's a place to link to, to sign up, you know, depending on your, your business account. So yeah, we're, we are live and we are ready, um, you know, for people to use the the application. And I, I suggest that people take a look at it because I know how hard it is for families. I've seen families come in in tears, not feeling like they have any support network or any way to build friendships for their for their for their children. And mm-hmm. that's that's the most debilitating feeling in the world is feeling like you don't have tools to be able to give back to your own child. So the fact that this is out there, I think that's absolutely wonderful. Do you have any words, just parting advice, just to encourage families along this process, just because it is hard. It's very hard to, A, build skills for any child to feel comfortable to enter into social situations. Mm -hmm. But also, when you're looking at children who are neurodiverse, you have additional perspectives that maybe your peer doesn't hold, that you need to be able to kind of help them feel confident of being who they are in those situations and continuing to persevere. Do you have any suggestions for families on how to keep that drive? Yeah, I would just say don't give up. You know, with with a therapist, it's easy because we will go, like I always encouraged community outings with all of my clients. Like we're going to the library, we're going to the park, we're going to um, a restaurant. We, we have to get out. We, we cannot stay isolated. I don't want them to feel isolated. And I always provided them that support. Like, I'm, I'm going to be right here with you. I'm holding your hand. If my client engages in some type of interfering behavior that you makes you feel uncomfortable, it's okay. We're going to work through this. It's okay because I'm here to support you. So finding people who are supportive that are like that, even if it's just a family member, if it is a therapist, if it's a friend, um, and and just the more that you expose somebody to these environments, the more opportunities they have to develop these skills. That's why we created the um, the parties and events feature for parents. So it's not necessarily about having a birthday party, right? It's about contriving an environment where the child will have an opportunity to host a birthday party and other children will have an opportunity to attend the birthday party so that they know what's expected at a birth at a birthday party, right? We bring a present, we eat cake, we play games, we take turns, and then we say goodbye when, when it's all over with. And the more times that they're exposed to these environments or, or going into the community or going to a movie or having a play date, right? The more opportunities they have to learn and then acquire those skills. And then it becomes part of, you know, their repertoire of knowledge, as we like to say it in the world of APA, right? And it really is about acquisition. And sometimes for these kiddos, it takes them a little bit longer. You know, there might be kids out there that 
they have one experience and they learn it right away. And so they got it right. But some kiddos, it takes them a little bit longer. And that's why we provide them that support. So something that I learned when I was training in this field is that success leads to more success. So just really give a lot of praise to those small wins. You know, if you had one small win and the rest of the time the child was engaging in interfering behaviors or they had anxiety or whatever, it didn't go the way you planned. What was the win? Let's focus on that and let's say that's a success and let's just praise them for that success. And then the next time, hopefully we'll have more successes. So don't don't focus on being uncomfortable. Focus on we're going to go out and engage. We're going to go out and we're going to have friends. We're going to go out and have fun. We're going to go enjoy ourselves, you know, and and allow your child to communicate too. like if they if you go to a play date and they can only handle it for five minutes, they're like, after five minutes, I'm ready to go home. That's wonderful. Reinforce that. Thank you for telling me. Thank you for telling me you're ready to go. Go home. And then the next time, let's say, okay, we we were there for five minutes. Let's try for six minutes this time. Use timers if you have to. I love using timers with my kiddos because it's building that endurance, right? So mm-hmm. I would just say focus on the success. Just continue to encourage them and and parents encourage themselves because I know how difficult this is. Some parents are doing this all alone, right? Their their friends have dropped off. They might not have a support system. That's wonderful. But just keep encouraging themselves and celebrate those small wins. That's yeah. that's what I would say to them. And uh, you know what? I appreciate that you created a platform that allows people to continue to try, even if there is a struggle, is to have more and more opportunity. And I guess I would personally encourage is that those those listeners out there who maybe have a neurotypically developing child, this is a wonderful platform for you to join. It's great to be a peer mentor at times and also to be exposed to diverse viewpoints. So that's a it's a it's a win win if we can get the whole community involved. I know that I'm going to go out and get the app. So I, I think it's such a great product. And Emily, I appreciate your time and sharing your knowledge today, but also sharing what you built for the community at large. Thank you. Yeah, I this like I said, this was a labor of love for both my business partner and myself because we really wanted to help people just that community piece of it. Right. And if COVID has taught us anything, isolation is not fun. Not being able to see your friends is not fun. But just imagine that going through that for a lifetime and some of these families, that is a lifetime for them. And we want them to go out in the community. We want them to be able to go out and have fun and smile and enjoy themselves and make those friendships, even if it's two moms connecting because they're at a play date for their child, you know, that's they they might need that. They might just need like 15 minutes with another adult just to have a conversation. And so that was part of this is is just making those connections, like you said. Um, so, yeah, you're I, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for everybody to know about Peer Connect and, and starting to get connected. Yeah. Thanks again, Emily. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Autism Weekly. We hope you tune back in next week to learn more about autism in the real world. Autism Weekly is now found on all the major listening apps, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and more. Subscribe to be notified when we post a new podcast. Autism Weekly is produced by ABS Kids. ABS Kids is proud to provide diagnostic assessments and ABA therapy to children with developmental delays like autism spectrum disorder. You can learn more about ABS Kids and the Autism Weekly Podcast 
by visiting abskids.com. Thanks for tuning in. See you again next week. 